0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We want to start talking about, we've been carrying this series over. I want you to look at Galatians 6 and 7, and King James is great. And I want you to get this understanding solidified. I know a lot of you already have it uh, pretty much understood in your in your um, in your uh, in your arena of thought. But in Galatians six and seven, it really is clear. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. I think we got to pause there for a moment. He says, "Don't be deceived." So that means like deception could kind of almost come available if you're not careful with sowing. Like, you know, you start sowing, think, man, what is this really doing? You know what I mean? Man, Me, I'm giving away money. I don't see no money coming in. You know, you could almost deceive yourself into thinking it's a waste of time. But he makes it very clear. Don't get deceived in your thinking and think that God isn't gonna come through on what he said. God will do exactly what he said he was gonna do. But in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Look at verse nine, right? So he did sows as the flesh shall reap of corruption. He did sows as the spirit shall reap everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So the option is not, does it work? Okay, the, 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 the obstacle is, are you gonna faint before it happens? That's what you gotta look at. Don't be weary and well-doing. Due season is coming. If you faint not, you're gonna reap. So really realize that it's on, a, um, it's on a progressional time clock, maybe we could say. You know what I mean? Like, don't get worried about you did it today, you don't see it tomorrow. It might take some time, but it's gotta happen, amen? God's got an opportunity waiting for you. Look at this in um, Genesis one twenty nine. Genesis 1, 29, and then we're gonna look at Proverbs. I wanna I want kind of read these to you because I'm telling you, man, I think some of this stuff, I don't wanna to be too quick. I know we went over some of this stuff, but like I said, until you're excited about it, I don't, I don't even know if you really got it, you know? And look at this in Genesis one twenty nine. G- Genesis is the book of the beginnings. You know that, and you could almost read, uh, you know, he said, blessed in verse 28, but 29 says, and God said, behold, I have given you the herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, all the earth, and every tree in that which the fruit of the tree yields seed, to you it shall be for meat. right? He said this, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. So he said, I gave you the food, I gave you the food, I gave you the trees, I gave you dominion, okay? Verse 29, God makes it really clear he said, look, man, I gave you this stuff. In 28, he says, I gave you dominion. So look, let's look at verse 28 just real quick because this will help you get it. And God said, God bless them. Now, that means empowered to prosper. So when God said, I bless you, he wasn't just saying like, you know, somebody sneezed, God bless you. No, he says, I've empowered you to prosper. The moment he said, God bless them, he empowered them to prosper in everything they did. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. That's four things, four commands. You go be fruitful, you go multiply, you go replenish the earth and you go subdue it and have dominion. And he said, this is the tool you're gonna use to do all that, dominion. Dominion is authority, okay? You're gonna have authority over everything. So, okay, since I got authority, I gotta start working my authority. Now, authority in this area might not look like it's automatically working, but it is. Because everybody has to really submit themselves to your authority in the earth. Just sometimes some of, the, some of the forces that are against you don't just yield real quick, but they got to. It's the same thing, don't faint. One of the things that I see being a big problem is in Proverbs 10 and four. And, and I, I've been talking about being lazy. Um, and I don't say that in a mean way, but you can't be lazy and expect God to bless you. Now, you can't be lazy like, and I'm not just talking about hard work. I'm gonna explain this, okay? Proverbs 10 and four, King James is fine. It says this, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but he, the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son that causeth shame. And we read it in a message. Remember, we read it in a message during conference. Hilarious, isn't it? Let's look at it, right? He said, man, this is so good. I'll give you a minute to get there, but wasn't it? he was like, man, don't be don't be a goofball. Don't be out fishing when the harvest is going on. Praise the Lord, right? Because you can't be slothful. Slackers, slackers will, will know what it means to be poor. Why a hard worker becomes wealthy. That's what the me- that's what the passion says. The message. Let's read Proverbs 10 for the message. Sloth makes you poor. Diligence brings wealth. Make hay while the sun shines. That's smart. Go fishing during harvest, that's stupid, right? It's crazy, right? Look at it in the passion. The passion's brutal too. It's kind of like funny, right? Take our time here, but I, I think it's good, right? Hey, slackers, will you know what it is meant to be poor? Slackers will know what it means to be poor while the hard worker becomes wealthy. Know the importance of the season you're in and be a wise son, that's what you'll be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps through his days of opportunity. That is brutal, ain't it? He's saying pay attention to harvest, right? Just know that, hey, now what does that mean? You gotta be able to recognize what season you're in. You might be in this season of sowing, that's okay. But when this season of harvesting comes, you better be aware of it and you better be proactive to harvest your seed. It's the only time you can. So be quick to sow, what God tells you to sow, sow and obey it, and understand. Now, this is big. Quick to sow what God tells you to sow, and sow and obey God the way you want to reap. Now, let me explain that. What do you mean, sow and obey God? Well, how do you want God to respond to you? That's the way you respond to God's command towards others. You understand? Look at Jeremiah 5.24. Jeremiah 5.24 is is just, it's solid, you know? And I think it's gonna help you see this um, for sure. Because when you read it, it says, neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain, both the former and the latter in his season. He reserveth unto us, the appointed weeks of harvest. So there's times you need to discern harvesting. You have to understand this. Look at Psalms 104, 27. These are just scriptures that'll prove uh, at, a, at a greater place. Psalms 104, 27. Okay? And we're going to take our time, read the next couple of verses, but you got to understand this is the power of the blessing that multiplies and brings increase, okay? These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. That thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. So God gives them, but we gather. Does that make sense? God does it, but we gather it. God manifests it, but we gather it. It's not like, God is going to gather it. You got to gather it. It's like somebody says, "Hey, har- harvesting is your responsibility, not God's." So it's like I can put it in front of you. You got to pick it up. All right, because if you don't pick it up, it's going to be a problem. So look at Mark four twenty six. We're going to go back to this, and he explains. So he said, "And so is the kingdom of heaven." Now he explains the mystery of the kingdom, and I think that's important. Because if you're not careful, you'll miss the way God does things. And when you miss the way God does things and how he does it, you can't duplicate it any other way besides following the instruction. So God says, do this, do this, do this, do this, and get this result. If you miss the instruction, you can't do anything else and get the same result. God doesn't work like that. So you got you to gotta follow the order. So he says, hey, this is how the kingdom of heaven operates. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know how the kingdom of heaven operates and I'm going to operate different outside the kingdom of heaven. That's not smart. I'm just going to get frustrated. So a lot of frustration that me and you had was because we didn't understand the kingdom alignment and the kingdom assignment. Once we understand the alignment and the assignment, then we understand what we do. Then we're guaranteed results. So I don't need to be cute. I don't need to be no theory. I don't need no fancy. I just want results. So if I'm just looking for results, I don't care how I get it. If I got to look at the guy in the mirror and adjust him and fix him, I'm down. Look what it says in Mark 4, 26. And he said, Whoo! what he say? He said what? So the kingdom of heaven, as if a man should cast seed in the ground. Now he's telling how the kingdom of heaven works. Now, obviously he's not saying go running around throwing seeds in the ground like a farmer. Some of you got to do that. And he said, this is the principle of A kingdom-minded person understands this. You take a seed, you put it in your heart, okay? So he's saying, so let me explain to you. You take it seed and you put it in the ground. That would be equivalent to hear the word of God, put it in your heart. You'll go to sleep day and night and that seed will grow in the ground so much so you could see it, that same seed will grow in your heart. That word will grow in your heart even when you can't see. So it's a principle and it's a faith principle that works. Don't forfeit the seed in your heart. It'll produce the right fruit. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full kernel in the ear. Right? Great. Well, what happens when you see the full kernel in the ear? But when the fruit is immediately, he puts forth the sickle because the harvest has come. You see it? So that's, when, that's what he's saying. So he's saying, and then what? You, you, oh, you speak. You keep speaking. Now some of this stuff Uh, it's going to be, I don't, you got to say this carefully, how I'm not going to know, like, I'm not going to physically know when that word has come to maturity inside of me, but the more I keep being the doer of it, the, the time it needs to come into effect, it's going to stick. That's all you got to know. Okay. So that's important because you got to think about this, man. Um, God has no problem allowing you to increase in all these areas, just you gotta use the right process, okay? So we're great sowers, but now we gotta be great reapers, okay? The principle of reaping may just be the missing link to your prosperity. And I want you to look at this. Um, If you go with me to uh, Psalms 107, 35, let's go into Passion because it reads real clean. And I like this. Um, this is really explaining, you know, God. God's into growing your harvest. He really is. Look what it says. But he can also turn a barren wilderness into an oasis with water. He can make springs flow in the desert land. Man, ain't that good? Did you get that? He can make springs flow in the desert land and turn them into fertile valleys so that cities spring up and he gives it all to those who are hungry. They can plant their fields, their vineyards, and they can reap a bumper crop and gather a fruitful harvest. God will bless them and cause them to multiply and prosper. He said, what he say? He said, you could plant in the fields and the vineyard will release what? A bumper crop, that's an overflow. How's that happen? He's gonna give you, he'll turn the barren wilderness into an oasis of water. He'll make springs flow in the desert. He'll turn, he'll turn them into fertile valleys, dead land he'll turn into fertile valleys so that cities will rise up and he gives it all to those who are hungry. So you gotta desire this. You know what I mean? You have to have a spiritual desire to want to prosper. That's why these people that say, I don't care about prospering. I don't care about this. That's some foolishness. You got to understand that because this is big. Now, Jesus explains something about his responsibility in the harvest in Matthew 9.35. Matthew 9.35, King James is perfect. I want you to see this. And the only reason why I use all these different translations is so that you can get a greater understanding. God will make anything grow anywhere. That's his problem. But you got to sow it and reap it. So look what happens here. Jesus went about all the cities, Matthew nine thirty five, and he was teaching this message in the synagogue. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. He healed every sick person and every diseased person among them. And he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then he said unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. Now, one of the names he basically calls himself is he's the Lord of the harvest. He said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers. Okay? So here's the thing, right? If you and me haven't thought of ourselves as a harvester, you better start now. I'm a reaper. Renew your mind to the truth of God's word that each and every day I'm sowing and I'm reaping. I'm looking for it, man. My faith is lit to find it. You see it? Not just not just everything. Your promises, your your destiny, your your, your, you know, your stuff, uh, plans, purposes, all that stuff. So you, I'm a sower. I'm listening. Hey God, you need, oh, hey, do this or sow that or you know, put a seed in the ground or you know, go do some random act of kindness. I'm cool, right? Just the other day, I was talking to somebody and I said, oh no no no, church will, church will do this. This will be a random act of kindness. You know, we could do something nice for, for uh, the school system, you know? And they were like ecstatic about it. We were great. I was like, this will be awesome. You know, it'd be a blessing to somebody. You're, you're finding sowing opportunities. Well, how, are you putting that much attention on the reaping? Where's it at? Man, my phone might just ring. Oh, is, that a, is hey, is that a job? You know, when the phone rings, everybody freaks out like, what's that? Hey, is that a job? Is that a better job? Is that a raise? Is that an increase? Is that some kind of pressure? Renew your mind to this truth. Dare to believe the Lord of the harvest, and understand that this is the position that he's accepted to bring you into this crop that he has for you. Okay? Okay? You might, you might, you know, you, know, you might know God as, you know, the Lord over the seed. You might not, you might know God as the, you know, the provider. You might know God as the, um, you know, redeemer. The healer, but how many of you know let's know him as the Lord of the harvest, man? He's leading me to the harvest. He's taking me to the harvest. He's allowing the mystery of the kingdom to be revealed within me so I can accomplish everything he has for me. And that to me is huge. I mean, huge. And you gotta you gotta you gotta add the supply. I talked about this in the um in the um in the financial summit. You have to have you have to have the availability of praying in the spirit to pray some of these mysteries out because these mysteries are not just gonna happen by themselves. They're gonna need a prayer time for you to be led because a lot of things in life I don't know how to do but God does and I gotta connect my spirit with his spirit so he can lead me and the only way to really pull that off is by praying in the spirit. It's important. So I wanna give you some of these things. Um, Here's big you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to get your faith in the right place to reap these harvests. You know that. Write that down. You're gonna have to get your faith in the right place. And you gotta start building yourself up strong. That's Proverbs 18, 14 in the Amplified Classic. Proverbs 18, 14 in the Amplified Classic is, um, man, it's huge. Because you gotta realize something that if, if you're not strong, you're gonna have problems hanging on. So you got to develop an inward strength. So it's kind of like, it'd be like, you know, let's read it. Proverbs 18, 14, the Amplified Classic. You'll see it. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. So it's saying when bodily pain or trouble comes against a strong man's spirit, he ain't backing up. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? So what he's saying is if your spirit's weak, when stuff presses against you, you're not going to pass the test. But when your spirit man is strong, Man, I don't care what comes at you. You're going to be an overcomer because not only is greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, you've developed a strong soul, a strong inward man, and obviously, you know, the Holy Spirit can do anything, but you got to think about that. It's big. Now, this is big, okay? Now, I'm going to read this to you. I want to go slow. The next thing I'm going to need to know is where is my harvest? Okay, I got it, Pastor Chris. You're saying I can harvest, but where is it? Okay, practically speaking in the natural mind, you got to locate this thing, you know? It'd be like if we had a field of corn in the back and, you know, we came in here and said, hey, man, I got to go harvest some corn. Well, go out back. It's right out back. Go out there, get, get your combine going and let's go. Go get it. So here's what I'm saying. I might be in the earth and I'm looking for the job or I'm looking for the money or I'm looking for the, the resources or I'm looking for the partnership or I'm looking, I don't know what you're looking for. You're looking for everything. How do I know where to go? The Lord knows and you got to understand you need to trust him now. And here's the big thing, okay? Um, um, you got you to gotta trust the process of faith and walk by faith and not by sight for a season. Otherwise, it'll break your attention because your, your, your faith isn't where it needs to be. And instead of um, kind of staying focused on where it needs to be, You're going to get sidetracked and that's where you break your concentration. That's where Peter fell in the lake. That's where everybody that had a a failure in the Bible is traced back to not being strong in spirit and making a decision. Uh, Judas could have fixed himself, really. I mean, I don't know what he would have did. Otherwise, Jesus would have had, you know, I mean, I don't know how he would have been betrayed, but trust me, if Judas, Judas would have been strong in spirit, he would have resisted the lies of the enemy. If David would have been, David wouldn't be looking at no Bathsheba if he had his mind right. Samson would not be telling Delilah Jack if he could stay strong in his spirit, not in his strength. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you, man, this is important. There's not every, Peter would have never walked in and fell in the lake. He would have never walked away from the fire looking like a clown. He would have kept his character. Why? Because when my spirit's strong, ain't a devil in hell gonna push you off of what God got for you. Right? So we're gonna take this step of expansion we got sowing down pretty good, right? We got tithing, that's simple. Tithing is 10% of everything that comes in. If you're struggling with tithing, don't even think you're gonna live this life. I'm telling you, man, it's true. You ain't never gonna get to this reaping thing if you can't even master tithing. So master tithing. Okay, from this moment forward, 10% is coming. I don't care, I, I can't, just do it. You can't afford not to, man, so tithe. The next thing is we master offerings. I'm gonna sow periodic seeds for my harvest Maybe, uh, maybe every week, I don't know, whatever, whatever you feel, right? Couple bucks here, couple, I was getting to the point where a season of my life, I sowed every day. I sowed something every day because I wanted my future to just be a living, constant living harvest. So it was kind of wild, but it was really fun. You know what I mean? Because I was like, man, if I keep sowing seeds like this every day, my future is going to be awesome. I need to go back to that. Okay. Okay. So this is the, this is the thing. Um, after you take this step of obedience um, and think big, you're gonna have to have your faith connected to the promise, not be moved by the timing and understand that you're being prepared for whatever God has for you. It's big, okay? But you gotta keep on reaping. Don't stop the reaping, okay? Okay? It's big. And um, I, I, I was talking about this one. This one's huge, man. Uh, you're going to have to use your authority, man. And I'm going to stay on this for a while because um, you're going to reap if you do right. But if you don't use your authority, you're going to get weak. Okay. Uh, one of the areas that a lot of people struggle in in, in, in is in the realm of finances. So financial stress is one of the most difficult pressures that people experience in life. And if you've ever experienced stress that comes from financial pressure, you know how difficult it is. And when you're so strapped, you don't have enough money to pay your bills. But man, I'm telling you it's tough. But God's going to be faithful and take you to the next thing. So if you're if you're walking with God and and and, and you're following his promises and you're following the plan as best as possible, sowing and reaping is starting to become a a lifestyle of understanding for you, then God's promises will always work. It's important, man. But here's the big thing. So what do I do when it seems like the enemy is resisting? Like, Pastor Chris, I'm doing all these things. Sometimes you have to understand you have a bully in the enemy. The, The enemy, the devil, is trying to hold back your financial blessing. I'm talking about you've done everything you could possibly do. You've sewed every time you could possibly sew and you feel like I'm still being financially hassled, right? Um, So like a lot of times what you could do is you take personal inventory when it doesn't look like you're prospering and we need to sometimes evaluate areas of adjustment, you know, because sometimes it's, it's what we're not doing. So, you gotta ask yourself, did I go through the checklist? You know, am I am I walking am I walking connected to God? Or is there areas that I um um I could adjust? Like, you know, if you're not walking in love, adjust your heart. If you're not walking in, you know, forgiveness, adjust your heart. If you're not sowing your seed, fix it. Come on. You gotta do the basics before we're gonna get to the supernatural, right? So um after I know I did everything I can. I have to take authority over the devil and tell him to take his hand off my stuff. One of the missing links to financial increase is that money is not in heaven, money is in the earth. So what could be stopping your money in the earth besides the devil? You know what I mean? You have to remove the blockage that's trying to hold back this harvest and it's the enemy, okay? Okay. And the Spirit of God will help you. But we are, we are, we are basically commanding the enemy to, to move out of our way, move out of God's way, and basically re- release the blessing upon our life. Now, you got to understand something. The earth is cursed, and the devil is the ruler of the reigner of it. So somebody's got to come in with authority and put him in his place. Now, lost people, they got to put up with this. We don't got to put up with nothing because we got the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about Jesus. How about you? Right? Ain't this good? So this is big. So um, I think it's important that you you get the understanding. I got to use my authority, man. Don't let evil get the best of you. Don't let bad circumstances wear you down and wear you out. Don't give in to the evil that is intended to defeat you. When hard times maybe show up, This is not the time to surrender and retreat. It's the time to stand up by faith and rebuke the enemy, okay? Instead of giving in and surrendering to the attacks of the enemy, guess what? Take out the sickle. Come on, right? Don't shrink back, but fight back with the word of God. You have control. This is what you got to get. Jesus in Genesis 128, you don't have to go there. OK, it might not look like you have control over this stuff. It might look like it's going all over the place. It might look like nothing. You got dominion, man. Dominion is giving you victory. Dominion has given you the power. Dominion has given you the authority and you got to use it. Don't sit back and wait when it comes to money. OK, or increase, you know, you, you feel like you have financial dominion and authority over your finances. If you don't, you should. You got authority. Have you? Have you? Uh, basically, have you? Ex, have you accepted financial pressure as a lifestyle? Have you accepted poverty as a lifestyle? You know, now you got to break this stuff. Maybe you have a history of. I've had people in this church that were a little like our whole family was broke. I, my grandma's grandma was broke. We lived. We lived beneath. Now, I'm not knocking nobody. Listen to me, man. There's nothing wrong with the way you came up. Probably made you the individual you are today. Probably gave you a whole lot more character than whatever. But here's what I'm saying. Maybe you have a a history of poverty and lack. You know, lost opportunities, debt, you know, insurmountable obstacles financially, right? Uh, These are all areas that the enemy may have tried to attack. But guess what? These are all areas of attack. The enemy uses to basically try to come against God's people from their position of dominion. But I got it. You might have been through it for a long time. I got good news. No matter what your situation was, you can now have all God desires for you to have. That's Luke chapter 4. Now watch this. Remember when in Luke chapter 4, right? Jesus the temptation of Christ for Luke 4:1, look at this. Now these are all about the dominion reversal. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, right? He got tempted in the wilderness. He come up out of the river Jordan. He gets tempted in the wilderness. And Jesus, full full of the Holy Ghost, returned to Jordan. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Look at this, right? He was tempted 40 days and 40 nights to the devil, right? Right? And he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, right? It is written, man shall not live by right alone. Devil took him up there and said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. He said it is written, right? It is written. Get thee behind me saying, right? For I'm not going to worship you. Because I serve only God. He said, hey, Amen. Look, man, he said, this is it. He said you passed the temptation. Now wait a minute. Here's what I want you to see. It is written, it is written, man shall not live right alone. Man shall not. God. It was all about it. It was all about authority. It was all that all of that was about authority. Take your authority, use it wrong. Take your authority, do this. Take your, No, you have to keep your authority because here's the thing. You, you have to understand something. You're gonna take back financial dominion that belongs to you because of your covenant right. And as you walk in obedience to God's word concerning financial stuff and you resist any attempt, okay, to be stepping out of your position, you will know how to take financial dominion once and for all, okay? Now, this is big. Now I'm going to give you these. I'm going to give you these. I'm gonna, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish all of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some of these, and I'm going to. I'm going to get this ready for next week too, because I'm going to give you five requirements. Five requirements of walking in this financial dominion. Okay, five requirements. And when you see this, they're going to help you. Here's five requirements, right? So just write these down, and we're going to go slow. Okay. To take financial dominion, you're gonna to have to understand your, your your covenant with God. Okay? To take your financial dominion, you are gonna to have to understand your covenant with God. Okay? And I'm just gonna give you this one and I'm gonna wrap it up and then we're gonna come back. Mike, look at Psalms eighty nine thirty four. Psalms eighty nine thirty four. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shut it down here and we're gonna pick this up next week. Because I think this will help you, okay? So I just want to give you this one, Psalms 89, 34, okay? My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. So once you understand like, hey, God said prosperity, God said increase, God said wealth, God said blessing, he ain't changing his mind, okay? So there's no other way around it. If you're going to take financial dominion, you must first have an understanding of the covenant that God provides. Sure, you heard about it. You heard me preach about it, but you got to accept it. You got to receive it and you got to enforce it. Okay, this is why so many Christians get messed up with this. They have not already solidified. God wants me wealthy. God wants me rich. Christians get hung up on every area of finances you could possibly see why, which is what exactly what the devil wants you to do keep you from receiving God's best life so what we're going to do is we're going to pick up next week well what is this covenant between me and God say what what now covenant y'all know covenant terminology right uh, I like what this preacher says he says a covenant is a deal enacted by God based on well-defined terms and sealed with an oath okay when we read the Bible, we see it's a book of covenants that allows us access to everything we need, including prosperity and financial freedom and dominion. So what is a covenant? And we're gonna go back, and next week I'm gonna talk about the reliability of your covenant. This is where dominion comes in for finances and everything else. A covenant is a deal originated and enacted by God based on well-defined terms and seal word and oath. It was God's idea. Now, I'm going to leave you with this, and this is my question. Was it your your idea or my idea when Jesus said, I was poor but became rich, I want you to be rich? Whose idea was that? It was God's. Was it God's idea to say he's going to bless your bread, he's going to bless your water, you're going to be blessed in the city, you're going to be blessed in the field? It was God's idea. It wasn't my idea, and it wasn't your idea. So I want to solidify once and for all, God wants you to have wealth. And I know what somebody's thinking. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is neutral. Let me explain something to you. Money is not, money is really, listen, this is gonna sound nuts, but money in itself is powerless. It really is. It's a neutral. But once it's in the hand of the wrong person, it's destructive. Once it's in the hand of the right person, it's a blessing. So let's just say money in our hand is a blessing Money and some world leader that's crazy. He's buying bombs and crazy killing destruction stuff. Money has power connected to it, but think about this: money is neutral. Money just magnifies the person you really are. That's all it does. So if you were a generous person, or people say, "Well, when I get money, I'm going to be generous." Baloney. If you weren't generous before the money showed up, you ain't going to be generous just because you get it. If you have a spirit of generosity. When money shows up, it's going to magnify your generosity. If you have a spirit of giving, it's going to magnify your giving. Whatever money does is it magnifies what you already are. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see our covenant. We're going to see the transformation that God has through his word. Amen. Come on, man. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord. This is gonna be the best season of reaping. I thank you, Lord, you're gonna lead us and guide us and help us. We're gonna reap the seeds of Mark chapter four and sow the word of God in our heart, but we're also gonna break into this place of financial freedom that you want us to have. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said Amen. Praise the Lord. Guys, we got another, another little quick run in Palm Coast. And then October 2nd, we'll be launching Sunday morning service. Stay on here now we're getting ready to tell you some announcements of some upcoming stuff and i can't wait to see you sunday 9 and 10 30 right here at relevant church and very soon and very soon i'm going to see you here at 9 and 10 30 and i'm going to see 11 30 in palm coast at the palm coast community center relevant church palm coast i can't wait to see you guys i love you i'll see you soon thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor chris sarnum If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.